to this episode of Language Matters. Today we are talking about Hausa. So I have with me Osman. He's a Hausa teacher and he is originally from Niger. Sanu. And I also have Hawa, who's also a native speaker of Hausa and she is also from Niger. Sanu. Sanu. So Hausa is not a commonly known language. A lot of people probably don't know much about it. So let's start kind of from the beginning. Can you tell us about where do Hausa speakers originate from? Hausa speakers, we have Hausa speakers northern Nigeria and also southern Niger. And among Hausa people, we have ethnic group sub Hausa is ethnic group, and we have also a et- sub-ethnic group in Hausa. And I'm going to let Hawa talk about Okay, when we speak about Hausa, we have uh, the language which connects us. And then from there, we have also the people. When you say Hausa, so you have both Hausa speaker who are Hausa people. As uh, you ask your question, yes, Hausa is spoken in the northern part of Nigeria and uh, also in Niger and in many other countries like Cameroon, Mm -hmm. like uh, Ghana, Senegal. You can find people speaking Hausa because Hausa people have moved from one part to other. Osman mentioned there were two subgroups. What are the two subgroups? More than two subgroups in Hausa and the differentiation uh, among those subgroups is just the accent. How they spoke in this area is not the same. It can be the same word but different accent in the I other see, area. I see. Yes, and maybe a few different words? A few different words are Dewa, for example, which is a lot. In the Kony region, which is in Niger, they say Dawaya. But it sounds different. Uh, yeah. It's for the regular Hausa or standard Hausa is Dewa. I see. Dayawa. If I'm from Senegal mm-hmm. and I'm a ethnically Hausa per- or I'm a house speaker, you mm. can understand me if you're from Niger exactly. or from Cameroon. I can understand you unless you don't speak, uh, you don't, uh, because some Hausa is mixed with everyone they are in the community. For example, in Nigeria, someone from Nigeria, when he speaks Hausa, he throws some English words. Oh, I see. And because are, the official language of Nigeria uh, is English. Exactly. Whereas the other countries are mostly French, French correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I want to add something. Uh, when you take Hausa, for example, in Niger, you have Hausa in a certain region. Mm-hmm. And those Hausa with another group ethnic. Let's I see, say I see. when a Fulan, who is another group, is uh, speaking Hausa, you can say there is Hausa from Fulan. I he see. speaks Hausa, but his base is Fulan. So you can have... So his ethnicity is Fulan. Is Fulani, but Fulani. he speaks Hausa. I see. So as Usman explained, each group, when you talk, sometimes you have the influence different accents. of mm-hmm. I see. the place where you are, which means the accent is a little bit different, mm. but we always can speak and understand each other. So there is one standard. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a standard Hausa, for example. I, I can give you another example. When I was speaking standard Hausa, like Daki, which is a room house, and I moved to another region, and they say, Bako Shugozuntu. Hey, guess, come inside or come in the room. And I turn around, I say, what's Zuntu? And then they, say, they show me the point in the room, they say, this is Zuntu. I say, Daiki. That's how I used to Daiki. I see. I in see. Uh, Hausa of uh, Niger, for example, when you want to say Hula, Hula is uh, the cover, the top, which men wear in his head. I see. You say Hula. 
But in Nigeria, they will say fulla. You know it is the same, but the pronunciation is uh, a little bit different. I see. And uh, Hausa in Niger will have sometimes influence of the language which is spoken as a French. As Hausa in Nigeria also, they use sometimes some word, like they say lori. From the English. English word, yeah. Or truck in American truck, English. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, also another word that which is common for the Hausa people is HW, which gives the sound hua. Now for the standard Hausa, it became F. For example, when I say runfa, which is shade, for the people, they can say runhua. When we are in Niger or some areas, they say runhua. But see, the central house say runfa, I see, which I is see. shade. So we're talking a little bit about influence from other languages. So maybe mm. from a different ethnic group's language, <laughs> it gets influenced. Maybe from French, English, mm. Arabic. Are there any kind of other interesting words that you don't have words for that maybe we, you use English instead? Uh, you, you mentioned lorry, but are there a lot of them? There is so many words that Hausa took from uh, other languages. For example, computer. Hausa, they say computer. And they also have uh, like tires. They say tire. Okay. They have a bucket. They say bokichi. Oh, what is it? A bokichi, a bucket, a bucket. Oh, a bucket, a bucket. A bucket. They say yeah. bokichi. And uh, if you want to order, like I order a book from Amazon, they say, now order little like Amazon, order. And yeah. Amazon. <laughs> Amazon, yeah. Uh, also, like film, sensitive mm-hmm. film. They choose the same word, but they pronounce it according to the place they mm-hmm. are. We, But I can say that for the pronunciation in uh, all Hausa, when you say, is bird. Mm. So in Nigeria they they will say sunsu. In Niger they will say sunsu. Tsintia is the boom. They will say tsintia. They also that's the T S sound. So for English speakers, what is one of the hardest things that's for for us to do in the language? Exactly, that's the T S sound, which is you squeeze your uh, teeth and push your tongue. Push your tongue. It's T-S. Like Sada, which is expensive. Sala, which is a millet cake. Yeah, which is poverty. Poverty. Is that the only sound or are there are There is another ones? sound like the bare form. It's B with what we used to call funky B. With oh. some stuff on head. Like we can say pera, pera. Oh, and sure. the, someone who is not a native speaker, he's going to say Bera. Bera. Yeah. I can hardly hear the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Bera, Bera, Bera. It has kind of a D sound? Like B, B, B sound. Is it Bera, Bera. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Oh, I can't hear the difference, yeah. but I feel the difference when I say Osho, Osho. Bera, which is rat. Okay. But when I say bargo, you see the difference. This is bargo, which is blanket. So do you still use this funky bee? Or the funky bee is gone? No, we still use it. It looks like it has an accent part? Accent. It's like just you, the, the top part, pull it over front, like make a, a semicircle. I see. You That's have the I'll have, K, I'll have K. to Google it. So yeah. <laughs> look at it. Everybody K. out there has to Google it. Yeah. The K also. Ko, ko. Is yeah. the Back here? Like K, K, but it is from the throat. 
is the oh. same like funky <laughs> B, B. You have a funky but K. But that's you have funky K. K. We have funky D. D. Okay. Ah, ah. Which is San. Oh, you it's sort of like a guttural, like yeah. ah. Nah. Ah. Ah. Nah. Okay. So funky G, funky B, funky K. We have funky B, funky K, funky D. And oh, no it. funky G. I was no, wrong. Just no. the three funky ones. Yeah. Okay. No, that's it. D, okay. B, D, K. Okay. Those pronunciation pieces are pretty difficult. But what sort of linguistically or grammar, what do you find that students really struggle with? Gender. gender. Oh, mostly gender. Most of gender. And uh, our gender is changed. We have what we call like some pronoun that you can put at the end. But the structure is the same. We have subject, verb, object, plus mm-hmm. extension. For example, na chi shinkafa da wake jia. I ate rice and beans yesterday. So similar to yeah. English and French. Exactly. Hawa tata fi aiki dls. Hawa went to work at dls. But you can now turn it aiki tata fi dls. So you won't say anymore hawa tata fi aiki, but you can start with the verb and say work she went to DLS. Is that for emphasis? Yes, you can say it like as he explained, you say the subject, you say the verb, and then uh, the pronoun. But you can also say, you can turn it. It depends where, how you want to speak it. So it's more flexible, it's more flexible. Than, than we have in English and, and I think yeah. in your other language, which is, in you ha- both are French speakers, <laughs> correct? In Hausa, you can uh, focus on something that you want to know about it. So if you want to emphasize exactly. the work, but in your other example, if you want to emphasize rice and beans, yeah. you say rice and beans first, mm-hmm. I ate. Yeah. That's but it. so, but the the standard is kind of subject verb object, e- and then extension. Uh, yeah. yeah, the gender is really something which is uh, difficult when you have a student in the first time until they start to catching it and understanding it. So because how many how many genders do you have? We have a masculine, we have feminine, yeah. neutral, neutral. We have neutral, neutral and yeah. that's the one that I want to talk about because that's the most difficult for mm. a non-native speaker. Hello again. We actually had to take a long break because um, we had some technical difficulties in the middle of our last recording, but now we are back and our microphones work. Um, we did lose Hawa because she had to leave for the day, but we do have Osman still with us. And we also have are fortunate to have a student of Hausa, Tai. He's also here with us. Hi, Tai. Hello. It's good to be here. So we'll get a good student perspective on this whole thing. When we had our issue, we were talking about the genders. And we were talking about, we talked about the masculine, feminine. And then you mentioned there's kind of a neutral, maybe a gender, maybe just a neutral something. In Hausa, as I said, uh, we have uh, gender, female and male. And uh, we have neutral. In English, for English people, I can say it means it or one do something. And in Hausa, the past tense is a, an, and present tense is ana. For example, ana rua, it's rain. I don't know what my student, Tai, think about that. Um, so as I was kind of figuring out how this whole concept works, um, it's a really neat concept. We could definitely bring it over into English and <laughs> it would work well. I think it's most likely, it's closest to saying someone 
did this. We don't know who. It could be 100 people. It could be one person. But it's literally just someone did something. As a translator, you have a lot of freedom in how you're going to translate that. Oh, so say, it's open to interpretation yes. because it, it's more like making it a passive kind of... It's a passive. Kind passive of, is how you usually translate it, but sometimes that's a little clunky. So you can I say see. they did it or someone did it. But whatever it is, it attach, is it an attachment to a noun or does it? what does it attach to? So in gender, you have uh, masculine words and feminine words. You also have neutral words. It's in verbs. It's how you attach to verbs. So I see. Um, the verbs don't change much in Hausa. We don't conjugate our verbs much in English. They conjugate them even less in Hausa. They pretty much just put an identifier before the verb to tell you who's doing it, whether it was one person, one I man, see. or one woman, or a group of people. And then they use this one for a, we don't know who it was. So in Hausa, like French, though, you also have feminine nouns and feminine adjectives. Mm-hmm in masculine nouns and masculine adjectives. Exactly. Right, you have to conjugate that way. But there's no neutral There's no neutral noun. Noun no. or adjective no. or adverb, I guess. No. No. There's no, as he said that, know. this un that we think that is neutral or it in English can be related to a group. I yeah. see. So it's kind of an ambiguous exactly. word. Mm-hmm. Oh, then it gives you a lot of freedom uh-huh. and you can relax when you when use you are it. Using it. Especially yeah. doing translation, it's up to you how you see the context that yeah, uh, yeah, it's used, yeah. that if it's a group or something natural. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, yeah. That's interesting. Well, since we didn't hear much from Thai before, is there anything else in the language that you find particularly So, So the sounds difficult? are definitely difficult, um, mm-hmm. both in hearing them and producing them. Um, it's also uh, the tones are, are just... Uh, they're a nightmare, I should say. Is it a tonal language? It's a tonal language. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and I'm very used to, I'm used to Arabic where everything's very explicit and mm-hmm. how it's written is how it's it's spelled. Um, and Hausa used to be, used to use the Arabic alphabet, but they've switched to the English and the English doesn't tell you what the tones are. I see. And so you, I see. a lot of times you just kind of, you have to memorize it and you have to guess. Um, but the tones, if you have a different tone on a word, <laughs> it's a different word. Is that right? It's different word. It can be the same word with uh, intonation. Uh huh. With a different tone. Different can you give us an example of two words? Karia, karia. I can't hear the. Karia is like a female dog. Uh huh. Karia is that breakdown, breaking. Could you hear the difference when yeah. he said I it? I can. Yeah. But um, even as far as long as I am now, I have to. I would have to go with context to remember which one was <laughs> which. Okay. Kariyatana habshi. The dog female is bargain, bargain. Kariyatana habshi. Tai, kaka kariya mini computer. Yeah, so like, don't lie to me. Don't don't break my computer. So how many tones are there? So I think when we were talking about Chinese, we had five different tones. How many tones on one sound are there? For Hausa, to know the tones is just you add a while they have what they call small town and long town and for the long town it's like like kara 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 i see so it's really just two it's short and yeah. short and long short and long okay okay two, two. it's it's very similar to chinese in a lot of ways though i know when i when i was first listening to things my wife would come in and she'd say are you listening to chinese right now a lot of the music i think sounds chinese if i'm just hearing usmanless music i say is that chinese music that you're listening to a lot yeah. of their music her instruments sound like that. Because we have a different kind of instrument. 
What's the most popular instrument? The most popular instrument is the drum. They call it kalangu. It's just a drum that. Yeah, it's the one you hold under yeah. your arm, kind of like a bongo kind bongo. of thing. They, they have different kind of. They have kind of bongo, and they have this one that we have. That we have to have a stick. So, is there anything else that you guys? Besides uh, that, the what do you say, the funky with apostrophe, different sound for which is kind difficult for a non-native speaker to make a difference. The, for example, the ka. We have ka, which is dry, and we have the one on your, let's uh, say, ka. Mm -hmm. Like the back of the throat. The ato, hmm. which is a huge person. Ato. Ka, ka. What I've also heard uh, from you and from sitting in on your class, also the number of idiomatic expressions uh, and proverbs and these kinds of things as they infiltrate the language, maybe even at a lower level, they infiltrate much more than in English at the same level. Um, did you have a hard time with that? The, the number of idioms is, um, is mind-boggling. It's a very verbal culture. They're, they don't focus on the writing mm -hmm, aspect mm -hmm. of it. What they focus on is how they speak back and forth. Um, they make up jokes. They make up little sayings. And it's very, I mean, they spent a lifetime learning all these little all these little sayings, and it's it's for almost everything they have one. Osman, do you have a favorite or the most fun one? My favorite is uh, life is chicken. A so chicken's ass is how you told ass. me before. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> life ass. is like life a chicken's ass. ass. Yeah, because chicken ass can give you eggs and it can give you shit. That's <laughs> how we, uh, most of Hausa people, how they raise their kids, you have to understand that to live. Eggs or poop. poop. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a good one. I might translate that into English and just start using it uh, applied to everybody's life. So. There is another one that they say, when they raise us, they always taught us how to have patience. Someone who has patience can cook a rock and uh, drink the soup. Can cook a rock. Oh, a rock, rock. and yeah. make soup. And yeah, make soup. Make soup from a rock. No, yeah, make soup. Yeah. I heard that one before. That's yeah. Good. What does it? What does it mean? You need to be. You have to be patient for everything. Oh, okay. So if you can cook rocks, it takes a long time exactly. to get anything from it. I'd say if you're patient, you can get anything you need. Oh, uh, 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 okay. That makes sense. Um, do you have some favorite ones? I can't produce them. I'm just trying to... You to can just say them in English. ...recognize them when I see them. I can't... No, I can't remember any. You can remember about the body language. Sometimes outside people use body language. Oh, everything is very descriptive of the body. As far uh, as uh, Ferenciki is, I'm happy, but it, it's... I'm, I guess, I'm white-bodied. I'm white inside. Mm -hmm. um, kind of how we'll say... Um, I'm feeling dark today. It's, it's oh. a dark mood. So. so you use white instead of dark? Dark, yes. Okay. Uh, so, so if you say I'm I'm in a I'm lighthearted, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm in a light mood is what they say, except it's white. It's the word white. If I'm in a dark mood, I'm a dark body. It's I'm I see, upset I see, right I see. now. Oh, I like that. That's very similar. Some of them are similar to ours. So I have a long arm. I... Um, I like to think of the long arm of the law reaches out to, to touch you. So, 
So if you have a long arm, what does it mean? You're influential. Uh, you uh, can uh, have uh. connections. So, okay. Yeah. My English isn't good enough. I, <laughs> I never thought about the long arm of the law. Yeah. So can you tell us how to say thank you in Hausa? Naugode. Naugode. Osman. Naugode Thai. Thank you guys very much for your time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Language Matters. Um, to our listeners, uh, you can continue the conversation by tweeting us at DiplomaticLS or you can find us on Facebook by searching for Diplomatic Language Services.